show live happy friday ladies and gentlemen i am your host the big guy right back yay, yay, right back we are streaming live over on instagram and tiktok the big guy right back 22 you guys those will end in about an hour if you want to swing over to right back tv here and join the show here on right back tv on youtube you are the co-host of this show the ebb and flow of the show goes where your questions go health fitness supplementation sports pro wrestling politics life anything and everything in between super chats are always greatly appreciated the big guy starbucks and shoulder relief fund and brought up on the screen a free shout out for your channel on that on the super chat and we are streaming live as well on facebook and twitch at ryback rules facebook is ryback reeves we are available on all podcast platforms iTunes reviews are greatly appreciated. We continue to break that top 100 and keep moving up in the charts. Hopefully, uh, by week's end, we'll see where we settle in for the for the upcoming week. And only the audio version. Overall, like I've said, um, on streaming across all platforms, we are, we are very, very, very uh, well listened to across all the platforms combined. Just want to build those audio numbers back up to what they once were when we were in the top-rated podcast. So trying to focus on that if you've got a moment to leave a review on itunes guys it really does help out if you're a listener and haven't done it i ask you please just swing on over and uh it greatly helps the cause this show is brought to you by my feed me more nutrition the premium supplement line sweetened with stevia and among fruit no harmful artificial sweeteners or colors vegan friendly for all people men and women he she and the feedmemore.com take advantage guys we're doing a, a big promotion right now on the marketing, on the finish it branch chain amino acid, electrolyte matrix formula, the cotton candy and the raspberry lemonade, buy one, get one free sale right now. All you got to do is order in quantities of two. You can mix and match flavors. You want to get 10 of them. You want to get 20 of them. There's no limit. What you'll do is you just order how many you're going to order in quantities of two. So say you want 10, you put 10, five of each flavor on that. And you go to the discount section. As you, as you check out, you'll be able to put in a code, use code BCAA. BOGO, B-C-A-A-B-O-G-O, and that's in the description right now, and it'll be in the comments after the video, B-C-A-A-B-O-G-O, and you'll get half of them for free on that discounted. Buy one, get one free, no limit on the finish it branch chain amino acids right now for March. So take advantage of that, guys. A $44.99 value on these, absolutely free. As well, you get a free gift with our one, two, three muscle joint tendon support. You don't, that doesn't interest you. New customers get 30% off discount code Ryback30. Returning customers can save 20% off your entire order. Feed me 20 on that. Plenty of ways to save right now, hooking you up on the best supplements on the planet, all the Ryback merch. I'm wearing my meet me at the bar shirt right now. We've got workout tank tops, hoodies, beanies, workout accessories, lifting straps, gloves, water bottles. I've got the, this is my water bottle I use on the show, the double barreled, uh, bamboo top, screw on top. Guys, I love this thing. I drink two or three things of water out of it a day. So check all the good stuff out, feedmemore.com. All right. What do we got going on? There's a lot going on. 
let's see here. We're going through some questions as people will be coming in as we join as the show gets kicked out to the handful of people that are allowed to see it on YouTube. Hello, hello, hello. Goldberg versus Ryback. I still play WWE 2K16 as Ryback. Grim Reefer, good to see you. Good morning, buddy. Ryback show regular. Uh, somebody goes, how much remains to your recovery from injury? Again, so I can't tell you that. It's just a matter of freeing up the scar tissue on a certain area. And I keep breaking up more and more and getting it to where my shoulder, it is a million times better than what it was. This isn't like a regular injury. It's not a muscle tear. It is, it was, I had no cartilage left and my shoulder needed to be replaced. And I've had got a bunch of stem cell procedures. Like, there's not a game plan for this. Nobody, nobody's ever done this. And let alone the five disc fusion needing that and getting my disc regrown. I am a, this is going to be like my stem cell doctor is already has, has documented this. And he, he, he has my picture on his desk and he literally uses me as an example of what can be achieved with the right mindset to, to patients and to older people, to younger people that think about getting stem cells. And I will toot my horn on this, but I've been, I've been very blessed. I've been very lucky, but it's my mindset and that, and I'm going to overcome and do the impossible. I don't have, I've told you, I've told you as transparent as can be, I'm going to get the Ryback documentation. I need to get my social media fixed, but I got to get that Ryback documentation. I need that just for, for those, there's no ifs, ands, or buts or anything. I have that. I'll go get cleared from my shoulder. And that should hopefully, I'm hoping within the next two or three months in that, that vicinity, like it's that, that we are, we are good to go. I don't know for sure though. I've been, I've been wrong on, and this has taken forever on this, on every account with all of it. And again, reminder, never been done before. So just know I'm doing everything. I don't spend hours like, and I don't do it for you. And I'm telling you this straight up. I don't do it for any of you. I do it for me and my family because what I love, it's a side effect. It's great. And I'm very appreciative of the love and support. Make no mistakes about it. I'm not going to lie to you. Nobody would do this for you with it because I've dealt with far too much hate and, and things and nobody understands. This is for me and my family and my legacy and what I've built and my, what I've worked for. And if you can find motivation out of that, great. If not, I don't care with it. But like, it's not a regular injury. It's not this and that. Like, And I get pissed talking about it all the time. Because I want you to get it through your heads what this is and have some sort of just consideration of what the fuck I go through every day to try to get back. I'll be back when I'm back. And that's that. Moving on. Hello, hello. I have no thoughts on WWE 2K23. I don't know what I haven't played. I never played the games when I was in them outside of a WWE thing. They had me play a fan or something once. Uh, no, Johnny, I wouldn't consider coming out with larger water bottles right now. We've got, we got a half gallon water jug on there already. And then we've got a pla the, the plastic ones. And then we've got the steel 750 milliliters. And we have uh, all the different drink things also from the merch company on there. We have plenty of options on that. So I wouldn't really consider going bigger at the time, time being. Hello, hello. Thank you very much. Bangladesh. I appreciate the love and support, but as I've said, we don't tolerate spamming. Bangladesh has been shell-shocked out of Rybackville. Uh, hey, this is a great question that I don't really think anyone's really ever asked. Could you please explain how announce tables are designed? I'm assuming they are made to break away. 
And now they're so the WWE announced tables, they are so when they're when they're constructed normally, if they're not going to be broken, they are there. And I, I haven't actually sat and watched how they do it, but they have their whole prop team. They they have a way so they know if they're gonna break an announce table, they gimmick it to where it's still up and sturdy enough for the announcers. And they don't want you don't want you like crashing on it don't be doing anything aggressive on it but like so and announcers are all like cued in on this they clearly know when it's like uh, um but they're able to gimmick those tables so that when it's gonna needs to be broken it will it will break now there's been times that they've done it and like something's gone wrong and the table doesn't break and we've seen it so you can imagine how sturdy they still are but that with impact they they are able to break away and they're able to remove different pieces or safety uh things they have in and i'm sure like the announce tables probably were constructed differently in the earlier days of WWF and, and even WWE. But I imagine once they started breaking them, they have a whole props department there and people that have been there for at least when I was there that were there for a long time. And that's what they're able to gimmick things and come up with things depending on what they need for TV and Vincent them like, or they can go to the like hardware store. These people, like I've seen them work magic in very quick amounts of time of like different things. You know, it's like when I did the Mark Henry bench press thing. They were able to get real weights, though, that were gimmicked weights that were 45s were like 20 pounds or 15 pounds or 25. So they were real steel. They still weighed, but they weren't the actual weight of what they looked on it. And so that we were doing 100 and something pounds and not 200 and something pounds. It's crazy. Like, but they, they're able to just like, that's just one little example. And they had that really quick with that. And uh, but like on those tables, they construct them and they, they have them ready to go with it and then i don't know if they gimmick them for like shows that where they like where they go for the most of the time tv it seems like it happens so often now but i would think they're able to to like they've got it down to a science the people that do this and then so i don't know if they get those tables so they 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 get them clearly where they're made where they're able to gimmick them really quickly on it and then able to not gimmick them if they need them to be sturdy and just to be normal so they have like, and I don't know if they get it made by a special company that is where there's just safety pins that they take out, or if it's a little more uh, elaborate than that. But there is, uh, and I've gone through them. I've been put through them. It, it honestly, it, it's the easiest thing that we don't feel a thing. I've like I why it's almost funny. Like sometimes people think like table bumps or any of that. Like the only thing on table bumps, like on the tables in the ring. You just worried sometimes about the the wiring on that can like or, or pieces of wood can go shattering and like go flying and like so you just keep your eyes shut and that and that was what what I was told and I went through them quite a bit with Cena we would do table matches main events darks all after TVs for quite a while and uh, and never once so did I ever ever get hurt or anything like do anything but I've seen wood go flying and things or like someone said whoa man a wood piece went flying or this and that but um. And those announce tables are the same way. Now, if it didn't break and it was supposed to break, that that might be a little more painful, um, especially too, because if you're expecting it to break and it doesn't, and then you just hit, a, you know, a solid surface. But most of the time, that stuff is it's pretty easy. But it looks and sounds really cool, and, and it gets it gets a good reaction. Good to see all of you guys. Yeah, table breaks too soon and Kurt Angle gets knocked out. That, that's like that's the one thing I was thinking that as we're talking. Things can happen. Uh, 
We're going to go ahead and shell shock him out of here. Apologize, guys. The, uh, yeah, and that, that was, I think, was it, was it supposed to get pedigreed on it? And it broke early and he collapsed down and he hit his head. Like, there's things like that. I'm telling you, things can go wrong and get hurt really quickly, really badly in a multitude of ways. But I'm talking on like just something that goes as planned, you know, shield power bombing me through the table. Don't feel a thing. It's, 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 it, 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 that feels way better than getting power bombed on the mat that they have right there, even though that feels easy too, but it, it's even easier. <sighs> yeah, Lucha, bro. There's a lot of people that, that they make burner accounts or it's not like, it's not a lot. It's, it's kind of a handful of people. It's the same tune, the same people that ask the same questions as far as like, it's just, you just block them, just go on. Yeah, Jay Tony, check out the kick out immune system support. I'm telling that's, it's the real deal. It is, it's, I promise you, I wasn't sick. I, it was nine years I went without getting sick on it. And then I finally got the, the C word. Uh, what was it? Not even a couple years ago little under a couple years ago it was in 2021 um so i don't remember what part of the year i got it but uh and then i was over it pretty quickly as well and then knock on wood nothing ever since so so well you had a great sell on those power bombs thank you very much that's the name of the game you got it. Selling is is what what the name of the game is, and, and that's what separates people. Being able to make people believe that you're genuinely, truly hurt uh, on anything that your opponent does, and, and to varying levels depending on what that is. I will say the uh, let's see. There was one question I wanted to go to. We'll get, we'll got sweet sugar, sugar coming in hot with a super chat. Let's get to the super chat. And I know there's some, I do want to talk about the Hobbs, uh, Wardlow. So if somebody at some point can bring that up or what you're thinking along that, the, the betting on pro wrestling is a thing going on. I made a Twitter and IG post on that ridiculous. And, uh, I want to talk about, and any other things that we've seen, I've seen uh, a good part of the shows this week on the wrestling. So odds are, I will be able to add some insight if, if there are certain questions. Um, Yeah, Sandeep, that's why does my channel have, if you don't know why, I can't, I don't know what to tell you on the channel, having the subscribers and the views being down. It's a thing going on to, meant to limit the amount of revenue that I'm able to get. And they do it, they're in, they're working with WWE, all these companies. They do not want me, they do not want me to be successful. WWE wants me to fail. I can't be any more clear on this. This is, it has been made very clear on everything they've done. And when I was leaving and while I was there because of legal stuff that I had going on, they were not happy that I stood up for myself even before I made it in the company, but they, they messed up royally and they, they did some really bad things. And, but I let them know, and I never let that, I never forgot that. And they knew I never forgot it. So that's why they continue to do things and make things the way that they did creatively. I'm going to win. It's just been a long process. I'm going to be bigger than ever in the wrestling world. I swear to God, you're going to see. You're going to see just how talented I am, exactly what I can do. And they they are going to be the ones that you're going to see and realize how evil and horrible they are here very, very soon with all of this. 
And I've not, if you notice, I haven't backed down. I haven't, I haven't altered. It's because I know the truth on what's going on. And Vince ain't going to be here forever. And he's going to eventually sell. And like, I hope whoever buys WWE erases him from the history of the company because of the things that he has done to human beings is going to come out further. And I will never, ever, ever like, this is so personal brother on what they are doing. And I, and it's all going to him and his evil roots and ties, the, the, the satanic demons that that man lives amongst. It will, it will, like, I, I'm taking it on head on, head on. And, and, and it is, and I've won everything, but that's the one thing that you could see. It's not normal. This is not, you can just see the, and it, people, I would, would, I would lose subscribers. I would lose followers. I wouldn't keep going up, right? Just look at it from a common sense approach and standpoint, and you can see what's going on. That's why I keep trying to get Elon to fix Twitter. If I can get my Twitter fixed, it's gonna it's gonna open a lot of people's eyes and it's gonna help make my voice more powerful to getting these other platforms fixed. So but it's being done to prevent me from making money, just so you guys all know. This is in the, they've 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 infiltrated every aspect of my life and business, just so you understand what's going on. They know that I've won everything. They're trying to make sure that I don't win though. They don't want me making the amount of money that I could be making right now because they know it just gives me more and more power. And it's going to set an example. They want to, to strike fear into every other wrestler not to do what I have done because in the, so then where they keep people in line with it, they're horrible. And every single one of them there, they're going to burn for the karma that they have come into them. They are horrible human beings. Hunter, Stephanie, Vince, Dunn, all of them. They are horrible human beings. I don't care what lies you believe about them or if they're able to deceive you. They are horrible human beings. And Hunter, by the way, is a coward little pussy. He is a coward pussy. Pussy Paul. I said it years ago and I'll say it again. Like, I'm standing by this. I'm going to royally fuck them over the first chance I get. So, let's move on. Sweet Sugar Sugaru. Yo, my top 10 TV shows. Ah, <laughs> uh, Tyler, we never know what we're going to get with Sweet Sugar Sugaru. Breaking Bad, number one, Sons of Anarchy. Two, man, right off the bat, I like your list. Three, Law and Order, you lost me there. SVU. Four, Walking Dead, that was another good one, the early, early ones at least. I haven't seen the later ones. South Park, another good one. Big Bang Theory, Impractical Jokers, I'm with you on that. WWE Raw, good one. Family Guy and King of Queens. King of Queens is another great, great show. Family Guy is also very entertaining. I've seen episodes of that. Um, brother, I can't, I can't argue. The only show I've really never, and I've seen it on like TV. And I bet you if I actually started watching it, I probably would get into it. But I just never have. It just seems a little too dark. And I don't know. Just that, that's Law & Order show, though. I've just never never got into but i'm like that with a lot of a lot of these tv shows i've only seen breaking bad i binge watched that in sons of anarchy during my ankle injury um walking dead i saw a few seasons of that i've seen south park over the years i don't watch it as much I'll sporadically we'll catch an episode i think it's on comedy central or whatever the comedy because office is on there i'll occasionally catch an ep op, uh, episode or two of that Big Bang Theory, I've seen parts of that, or I've enjoyed it. I just never have watched it in, in great detail, but great list there, Tyler. Hello, hello. We've got another Super Chats coming in. 
I want your toy box, says hi, Ryback, big fan. Excited to see you wrestle again at some point. Question, have you heard about the Five Nights at Freddy's movies? If so, thoughts? I have not. I have, I have no idea what that is. I would have to look that up to even, if somebody could elaborate or explain what that, that is, the Freddy's movies. Is that like a Freddy Krueger, a Five Nights at Freddy Krueger deal? What is that? Because that, that's the first thing that pops in my head. Jay Tony says, I'm close to watching your last match for WWE before you left, but let's be real. You had your reasons for leaving. Absolutely, I did. I think just from a creative standpoint alone, I was more than warranted to walk out. Um, if you watched any of that and from the the destruction of what, what was built up in all my years of hard work and dedication to my craft um, and in things of you do not do that to a talent the way that they did, just from a creative aspect alone. But I'm a professional. I always did what was asked of me. I never complained. And always, regardless of, of, of the outcome, that was irrelevant. The, everything, a lot of the issues were legal and, and outside of that and financial, a lot of lies on things that had happened. So, and most fans can't understand that. The ones that do, do. You got to have a little bit of common sense and understanding and just reasoning in your head and, and listen to what's being said. But oftentimes people will just group everything creatively together on it and be like well you didn't work hard enough there was no you that's not trust me that's not has nothing to do with it so but it will again i all i could say is i've i've just listen to me it's all happened just wait you'll know when i'm back and you see what i'm able to present all this will go out the window and you will know that they are public enemy number one and i'm fine putting myself on that pedestal and putting that pressure on me because I know that I will deliver and come through time and time again, as I always did. So, but they are, they are horrible human beings, what they are doing on the social media and not alone that with all the lies that they pushed out to create hate for me, these people are horrible human beings, but I will not sit back and let people try to tell me things that are not true on things or try to say this and that, that things that you don't know about. I will fight. I will fight. I will continue to fight and I will win with it but the social media is a very all these platforms instagram zuckerberg he can he can go off himself whoever owns tiktok can go off themselves whoever owns youtube can go off themselves horrible humans and i hope you get what you have coming to you at some point in time it's not right you don't do this to people hello hello we got another super chat here hello hello Shane McMahon was always, always got along really well with Shane and, and for the most part, Stephanie, but they're also deeply, Shane's not connected like the others on, on all of it. Thank you very much. Lost Grim Reefer lost is another great show. I actually watched all that during my ankle injury as well. Lost was, that was crazy. What a crazy show that was. Super chat. Uh, the Wrath of Ryan, thank you very much. Was listening to a Heath Slater interview the other day, and he mentioned how smelly your wrestling gloves were. Just how bad were they, big guy? So the gloves, I saw that actually. I actually made a comment on one of the videos I saw of that, laughing, saying that that was true. Um, 
that was more the he was talking about so in WWE I had fresh gloves almost all the time. They they made those for me. So and that's not to say that a pair of gloves on a live event or something that I would use gloves over for a certain period of time. And then when they started breaking down, I would, um, cause I was able to wash those two every week. So the, 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 and then the TV, I always had like new gloves for TV usually uh, for any TV or pay-per-view. And then I had like so many gloves that I used, I would have clean gloves for the live events. Like, but this was a uh, Florida championship wrestling. He's probably referring to. And it was when I had just one pair of gloves in developmental and like I've, I, Terminator Ryback, the gloves smelled horrible, horrible. And we all knew it. Like it was a joke. So what we would do, me and Seamus, there was, it was, we would rib people during the, we would have to do these Florida championship uh, wrestling battle Royals for, it was always the gimmick was the winner of it would become the number one contender for the FCW heavyweight championship. So eventually like Seamus is another big, strong guy. We got it where it was like, like, I, cause one time I got Seamus with him and like he, the gloves, I would go to guys though in, into the, in the battle Royal and Ryback, the, the Terminator Ryback character would grab guys by the jaw and by the face. And it would be just like kind of grab them by the face and twist it and look at them and do things. So that was the perfect thing when those gloves, cause it would be right under their nose and guys would legit be trying to get away and I would grab them. So then it got to where. Seamus and some of the other guys would get involved with it because, hey, it's better we get other people than they get it. And then we'd go up and, and get the glove in guy's face and just hold him. And they would hold him still. And I would hold the glove. And the guy would be squirming, but they're holding him. Like, they'd grab his arms and hold him. He couldn't get away. Whoever. So, like, Heath was a victim of it at times. And some of the other guys. <laughs> and they smelled. Dude, these are doing shows all the time. And, like, and we didn't didn't wash them because it was that was part of the the, the joke was just to see how – how smelly they could get. So that he he's referring to the Florida Championship wrestling gloves early on, most likely. That because or at least in part, the WWE version with the gloves. I they got me the gloves outside of the initial early on part. They started making all the merch stuff, right? So um that wasn't as much of an issue. But I do like my gear and stuff. Um like everybody's gear would smell like on tours and but like I was I sweat a lot, very active in that stuff. And I have all that gear on and the elbow pads and the knee pads and, and the bands and the singlet. And the, so when you sweat, those things just absorb the more material that you're wearing, the more space there is to, for bacteria and for things just to get smelly on it. I would have to take those singlets and uh, air dry them or put them outside at hotels. If I had a little balcony or put, hang them up on the, on the furniture and take everything out every week. And they would still smell. I had like Febreze and different things. And you try and there's things you could do to kind of keep it in, under uh, uh, in, in like just at bay for a bit. But like the European tours and things, by the end of that tour, everybody smells. It's like whoever goes to those TV shows, the TV tapings after a European tour, if you, you could get it, unless somebody has like new gear for that day that they didn't have or they kept away from all the other gear. But that's one of the tough things in wrestling, by the way, because you have your wrestling bag and I would be able to bring like three or four singlets on the road and, and roll them up really tight. But like there's only so much room you have to bring stuff. And when you're on the road and like I had my, my suitcases and like I'm bringing all my three, four X clothes and like I've got to have a fresh pair of workout clothes every day and a fresh pair of clothes to change into after on usually gym clothes 
So like I got to bring double the gym clothes just to have clean clothes because once I sweat in it, they're done. And then and like in the and I do hard conditioning or sauna like on that. Then you got to have your business casual clothes, your suits, and it is that alone. I my bag would routinely be overweight on on things, and I try to keep it as close as possible. I try to sometimes get it and hold the bag when I'm checking it in a little, just to try to take the weight off and like. But oftentimes I have to pay what it united or whatever to to that next tier of 75 pounds or whatever. Cause it's like, it's tough with that. Like some guys don't bring that much, but they're not like working out or doing the things to like, I was like, when you go through clothes, like you got to have, you can't be wearing sweaty clothes all around. I don't want to anyways. <sighs> Let me see here. Uh, who are the decision makers for what is going, who's going over at house shows? Is it planned well in advance from the top or is it the agent possibly? Nope. That comes from the top that if it's Vince or I would imagine Tony AEW or whoever is the owner in, in writing the shows and they are, they are, they, they will have their live event schedule set. And like, oftentimes, you know, like punk, like I was like, my record against like punk is like 20 something in one or whatever, or two, whatever the two losses or, or the three losses. And then I've got a pinfall victory on TV over him. And then live events were all DQs with him using a steel chair going into the first championship match. And like we were, we did weeks of live events and months after and all that. And um, so the guy would go over and stay strong. And like, then he'd try to use a chair, get DQ'd get him, shell shock him. I would leave the crowd happy baby face up in that top spot. And then, but he's the champion. And then the creative for TV or the pay-per-view goes the way that it goes. So they have ways of kind of balancing that out. Cause like I was undefeated at the time, right. For the first one. And so, or if they have guys where they're trying to keep their, where they don't, they're, they don't have them losing all the time. Right. And so they, they kind of keep that in line. That all, that all kind of plays into what's going to be going on on TV, but what the promoter, how he wants, you know, if it was, you know, it could have been if I was a, uh, if I wasn't a, a baby face or if I was a heel that was, you know, and but I had losses, you know, the, the live event would have been Punk probably beating me clean on that going into whatever our match, but it would have been an entirely set, different set of creative, right? So all that like, kind of gets figured in on who the character is and how they're writing for you, what the goal is and whatnot. Carl, I'm very sorry that your dog Spanky passed away Tuesday. I'm very, very sorry. Horrible. I can't, it's, I've gone through it too many times with my other dogs and with some friends' dogs and family's dogs. And I wish dogs lived longer. Let's see here. Hello, hello. I uh, I've never had Irish coffee. Somebody wants a shell shock through a flaming table. Mandy, thank you very much. First time in here. Welcome to the Ryback Show. Uh, Wick at one. Says your return date and just say Shashi loves uh, Bahar. Uh, we don't have a return date, buddy. 
Thank you very much. Yeah, the, what, I hope you add your supplements to your gimmick. That the Feed Me More Nutrition won't have anything to do uh, anything pro wrestling wise outside of advertising on the ch- on the stations. I would never, I would never um, incorporate that into like a gimmick or storyline. Uh, anything that it would be everything state will be kept on the professional end of things. I will incorporate some professional, like one of the marketing videos I do want to do when I'm back and able to do is to go to my fulfillment center and actually do a video of me as Ryback walking through the center and, and like hitting people with different wrestling moves at the thing, like with other like supplement brands, kind of like, you know, like I'm, I'm, Hey, I'm the big guy Ryback and the I'm owner of owner and CEO of feed me more nutrition, but I'm actually, I'm in my, like my singlet and my ring gear, but I have a little, I put on like a lab that you have to have like a coat and you have to wear like a little hat for your hair. Like when you're inside the facility and, and goggles. So like, I would actually like put that on as I'm walking through in my singlet though. And then like, and somebody goes, Hey, we've got the new aspartame, something like where I, I like punch the guy in a, in a, a working punch or hit somebody with a meat hook, but I stay composed and talk about feed me more nutrition by kind of why we're different. And like with the artificial sweeteners or colors and, or somebody like holds up something like, Hey, we've got those new artificial colors for the, and like meat hook him or shell shock the guy and kind of just like a, you know, a minute long promo video, but with pro wrestling of, and who feed me more nutrition is. And I do want to get, I've had that in my head for, for years. And, uh, and that will be that will be one of the that would be like a big time, well produced video on that. Super chat, Evan Amy Art ninety one. Thank you very much. Greetings, big guy. I always thought you should have been WWE champion in twenty twelve thirteen. I only just started listening to your podcast, and I feel motivated. I plan to be a professional artist one day. Thank you for the kind words and just continue to work hard and enjoy what you do. And that will greatly help you uh, in, in only worry about and focus on what you can control more often than not and, and put that effort into those areas and you will be successful more often than not on that. And I greatly appreciate you for the, for the, for the kind words on that and, as I told people, the story is far, far from over, and I would not have been blessed to get my health back and overcome all the things that I have if it wasn't going to be a kick-ass, badass, amazing story. So I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. What do we got going on? I did see the uh, this past Wednesday, I watched a good portion of the AEW Dynamite show. And I know there were, because I saw there were some things on, on Twitter, go figure of all places, where some people were complaining that Wardlow uh, had lost. And I saw the majority of the match between him and Hobbs, and I enjoyed it. And uh, where Hobbs came out victorious, and they they had QT Marshall interfere, and they, they protected Wardlow in the process. Um with everything and Hobbs has been getting used more and more. He's gotten in, in far better shape than when he first uh, came in there with everything. And they, uh, and I don't know why they in Hobbs, it makes more sense if Hobbs is going to, they essentially it looked like Hobbs was, I, I guess going to be more of a baby face and they, and then with the involvement of QT and stuff, it makes sense why they put the title a little bit on Wardlow to have it taken off really quickly 
if they wanted to do that with Hobbs, which seemed like that might have been the the number one most important thing on the creative for them. I, I don't ever want to tell you that for sure, but just by judging on on why they would do it, we'll have to see uh, how the story unfolds moving forward with everything. But it was uh, Wardlow's protected anyways, though, in the sense of even though there's other ways of doing things, at least he just had the matchup with Joe that weekend. He gets put right into a, a rematch. Days later, against against Hobbs, who's who's well rested and also cheated and and had involvement, right? So it wasn't like he just he he wasn't hurt all that much. Now I understand what people go. He was red hot, and yes, there's a lot of issues with with things, and I don't know the, the reasoning why certain things have happened the way that they have. But he's still he's still one of their moreover guys, and at any point he can get momentum going again because he's been protected well enough. And and used still and featured a lot and uh, with that, but he did have his his supposedly if that was not uh, it was a little odd and I don't know if they're going to explain this on the upcoming show. This is one thing I noticed because they did the thing with his car got broken into, and the in the uh, TNT championship being stolen right and uh, and I I go well let's see if they play this as an angle into TV and. Uh, and they didn't really, they didn't made it seem like they wrestled street fighting clothes, which are, were false counting, which is what I would have done. I thought about that prior. I go, oh, that was a good call so they could wear street clothes because he doesn't have gear. Not going to get gear made that day with that and, and look anything like that will resemble Wardlow. So, um, and let alone not have your boots or just any, it, it's a pain and stress and all your clothes and your accessories. And it is, I can't even imagine if that was 100% legit. The just it's stressful on that. Um, but they had the TNT championship back at the announce desk at the end. And so my only thing is I go, well, we'll have to see if they explained that that was like a thing by Hobbs and them or QT did that. And it's all storyline. Right. And that I'm all for that because that's where Wardlow puts out a cell phone video. It looks real, but you're incorporating and, and you blurring the lines a little bit and, but because I, I was looking, I go, well, how that TNT title, how's that going to be explained? They just didn't get a new one made or did they have an, like, they have, I'm sure they have extras with all these now after, especially with the Jericho one when it got stolen and, but it wasn't explained and maybe they won't, but I go, maybe they're going to explain this further the following week with all of that. And we'll have to see if Wardlow continues to feud with him or if they, uh, if they move forward and, and Wardlow maybe goes to, back to the with MJF and the and the AEW heavyweight championship or or what. But I'm a fan. I, I I know Wardlow said he wanted to do the open challenge with the title. That's very smart because that'll keep him on TV every week with that, which is one of the big issues of, of talent not being on TV every week, which is a major is a talent you want to be on TV. You don't have to be on every single week, but you want to be on in some way, shape or form pretty much every week. <laughs> You don't, you don't want to, it, it's a real thing. And uh, unless you're involved in a major storyline and it, there's something that involves you that they can use to promote you on the TV show where you're not actually physically needed or something, that's different. But um, we'll have to just wait and see, though, what, what unfolds with that moving forward. Thank you very much. Good to see all of you. Please be kind to Mandy in here. It appears people are are, uh, excited that Mandy is in here today. 
Trujillo, thank you very much. Saying respects to you. You were an awesome wrestler. I can't wait to see you back in the ring winning titles. God bless you, Ryback. Thank you very much, buddy. Um, one of the things I saw, so in the news, there's a, uh, one of the thing, uh, hold on. Hold on, Randy says, so Randy, I'm not even going to put that thing on the screen because that person is is very hateful, negative, and I don't know. I've just seen them, never met them. I don't know anything. No, I've never, never charged for an interview with that. That was anything that was, was with the old podcast with that, with, with the, the PB guy who now works for AEW was stealing money and was charging people on a separate email for interviews in that didn't find out about. And I don't think people even went for it. I don't, not that I know of, I've never heard anything about anyone paid him anything. And I don't know though with it, like, but that was a very real issue because it was essentially everything was supposed to be on my, it was a Yahoo email for when I I created for my bookings so that I could at least like scroll through. And I remember when I left and created the email, there were just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of all these emails for bookings and interviews and I remember, like, I didn't even know Chael Sonnen's show, and I remember there was an email for Chael Sonnen. And, but what what he would do is he would get them, and then he would move them. He would he would contact them off of an email that he wasn't supposed to. It was because some of them, though, he would go through that, so it looked like there was it was all going through that for everything, uh, because it happened to a couple others, and it had nothing to do with me. That was a big reason why I cut ties, and with that, it was it was no good. But he stole he stole a lot of money from me too with it, and it's it's not over and done with with that but it was that was never anything so i'm not going to tolerate anyone like talking like negative or trash and by the way even if that was a real thing and i was charging for interviews you just don't do the interview it's not you don't like create a bunch of hateful negative things about somebody or lies because you you're, you're upset that i didn't do your show or whatever right with that so it's just and i'm not going to entertain or talk to anyone that that's the way that either mindset and that person has done enough crazy things where i think anyone could see completely off his rocker and like good luck but just I, I don't that's never been a thing any interview I've ever done has not not been charged for but I'm more than lo- welcome to charge if I want for interviews anyone is anybody could charge for anything for their time it's not that's there's nothing wrong with that but no I never charged four thousand dollars for an interview hello hello Uh, I have not watched the whole match all the way through of Daniel Bryan and MJF. So I would have to to watch it all the way through. I don't know. Daniel Bryan's always uh, called me the ride back because we rode together and Dan just likes to have fun and laugh. Super chat. Sweet Sugar Sugru once again, Tyler Sugru. Currently on my way to Texas, big guy. Can I get a hey-o from you? Hey-o from you and Sophia, little guy. LOL. Also, please tell them I said, yo, what's up? Tyler says, yo, what's up, Sophie and little guy? They just got back from their walk. And I recorded a feeding time early breakfast this morning of Winchell's donuts and and sausage egg and cheese sandwiches. And then I got ready and took them to the park uh, for a long walk. And they peed and poop all over and picked that all up. And and then uh, went and got my coffee and right into the show. We're going hot and I've got a big workout. I got to get done in a little bit and just go, go, go. A lot of shoulder work, big, a lot of shoulder work tomorrow and uh, just keep moving forward. But 
Hey, oh, is that how you? Hey, oh, hey, oh, that's how Sophie and Will guys say it. Hey, oh, Tyler, drive safe, bitch. So, one of the big contributors to the Ryback show. Be safe, though, Tyler, out there. Uh, my brother once said that he saw you at the Walmart where we live and you had your Feed Me More shirt on. I don't know where that was at or what year was I on the road with WWE. That could have been possible, uh, even though I would wear, I wouldn't wear that. Like I'd have my merch shirt for like TVs. You have your shirts and stuff and they give you new shirts every week with that. I do have my Feed Me More line though. It's I have a whole brand of Feed Me More and Hashtag Hungry and so I wear often wear like my own. I don't wear a lot of my Feed Me More stuff outside. Every once in a while, I'll wear like my my hoodie. I have a Feed Me More hoodie, but I, I wear so many other like things. But I do promote my own clothing line because people see it. And like when I go to the gym and whatnot, and people, oh, I like that. And I go, oh, yeah, FeedMeMore.com. It's just a natural walking billboard with that. So when you have a business and a brand too with that, it's a little different. But I, I don't typically wear, I wear like my other stuff. I don't wear like a lot of like, like Ryback stuff on it. I just, but I wear the, like the Feed Me More is a brand. It's literally Feed Me More LLC. So I know some of you sometimes can't distinguish between like, understand that, that, that is me and a brand that was just happened to be an extension that, that we used as a gimmick. It wasn't just a gimmick. Like it's, it's a big difference on that. Like, it's like if I had, like, if my DDP's Bang, and they, but he, he's not selling anything with Bang, and he's just, wear, you're just wearing that all the time. And, like, that's a little different than when you have a brand and a business and revolving around a clothing line and supplements and, and whatnot. It's just, it's an entirely different mindset. One of the things, uh, there's, uh, so one of the things in the in the that making the rounds is pro wrestling is considering uh, legalized betting, like legit betting on pro wrestling, like Las Vegas betting. And uh, I, I I just I put a tweet out and on Instagram I copied it, just like like saying it's just a reflection of like the times we're we're living in of idiocracy, that it does not make any sense that this conversation's even taken place. Pro wrestling is physical acting. It is 1,000% predetermined. Every aspect of it can be controlled and manipulated at any point in time by anyone, whether it be the wrestlers in the ring, whether they're acting, reacting on something that's not called on that, from the creative decision to the to the to all the writers and the producers and the promoter and the people involved. Like, there's so many, it's so staged at so many levels, on every level. That that no aspect of betting on pro wrestling should be be a thing, and I've seen people say like, "Well, you should be able to bet like on how many super kicks are going to be in this match." Why, if you know that that's one of the things, and you're a wrestler, and you have buddies that go, "Bro, bro, I've got this bet in for you. Got to throw over ten super kicks. I win five thousand bucks." Do you know how easy it is then to just go throw ten super kicks in a match? And then, by the way, how can anybody question anything? How you can't look into it. It's already it's scripted. You can't, what are you going to, you're going to do investigations? Like, yeah, who did that? One of the young bucks, we got to check your cell phone records here. Yeah, you had a uh, call with Marvin Fredrickson in Las Vegas. 
who we happened to pinpoint on his cell phone. He was he was at the Caesars Palace uh, sports book uh, at at, at three thirty p.m. And you guys had this phone call or this text exchanged that where it said and like even if they did have that communication though that it's all scripted to begin with, so they're allowed to do that. It just doesn't make any sense to me on how on the, and the the booking on that stuff. There's so many people that are involved and influential and and, and that can play get on the on the from the political end of things that you know if agents and producers have money on the line then they could then try to convince the promoter to change the finish this is stuff that goes on in real life anyways without money so i'm uh i'm baffled i'm beyond baffled but i'm not shocked that this is actually a real conversation in 2023 is we are we are contemplating letting betting on pro wrestling be legal Make it make sense, guys. Make it make sense. I've not heard what Jericho's argument is. What is Jericho's argument for pro wrestling in the Olympics? I would be interested in hearing that. Mandy, thank you very much. You're very welcome, Mandy Castillo. I'm sure you're going to have some followers coming after you here. Let's see here. Another super chat. Did I miss another one? Let me see. Nope. I think we got them all. Yeah. Tyler's a computer set by Ryback. Me and Tyler have a, we brainstorm before every show. Hello. Hello. True. True. Hello. Idiando. Thank you for the super chat. Big guy, thanks for reading my comment. I appreciate that. You're definitely one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Very kind of you, and I, I, I greatly appreciate that, buddy. Thank you very much. And uh, I'm, I'm doing everything I can to get back, like I said. And I do appreciate the all the support from, from those of you that are able to see, see the show. I don't know what happened on YouTube, but we've randomly got 140-something people in here on the on the live which is is a bit more than what youtube usually lets us have in here what is an idea of what you would give in valentines to your girl depends on what your girl what kind of, of girl woman she is her love language what are what is her love language is it acts of kindness is it actual physical gifts is it your time is it a combination I think it's important to know those things of the one that you're with. And then you, you try to do something meaningful. And I don't think you need in, to be spending a lot of money on things, especially if you don't have it. I think that's always very foolish, but I think just acts of, of kindness from the heart. And, you know, unless she's one of those materialistic uh, faker type women in which then you get everything you deserve when you, when you opt for that because you are opting to live a life of pure hell and torture and agony and, and, and drama and problems that you do not need. Uh, have you watched the A&E documentary about the Sino rock rivalry? Also, did you uh, witness any, um, did you witness any backstage uh, tension between them or anything 
Uh, so once I had to give John, uh, we were working out. This was the first, I think the first WrestleMania one. This is before I think I, was I back after my ankle or was it the year prior? The year prior was Atlanta. This had to have been my first rust. Was it my first one? Or was it right when, I think it was I debuted right after it. This is had to have been right before my debut. I'm on the road full time doing everything. I'm at WrestleMania. I'm at the hotel. Me and Cena, because I worked out at, at a gym together, whatever one or I was, and this is before we'd worked together. And I he was we had his gym down there, and I we got along much much better uh, because I wasn't wasn't stealing any money from him on merchandise. The uh, he was just telling me on the ride. I gave him a ride because he didn't have a car. I had my rental car. So I had to give him a ride from the gym after we got done working out back to the hotel. And then he had his bus there and all that. And he, or he So he went to his bus and it was like off site right near, near the hotel. This was Miami now that I remember. So it was the year it was the first one. And it was right, my, right before I debuted. Cause I debuted in Orlando against Barry Stevens, like two nights later at SmackDown brought came back on raw. I remember. And uh, yeah, so th- correct on the dates on this. I always like to make sure I'm factual uh, as much as possible. The um, Cena, though, on the car ride was uh, talking about how Rock, how good Rock looked, essentially, and that he was on some special supplements of sorts. And uh, that was the conversation. I didn't bring up that that John felt the need to talk about on how great the Rock looked physically going into the match and like on stuff about drug testing and whatnot, which I just found the whole thing quite silly. But that was... uh, that was the conversation. So they're clearly, it was, it, John was clearly probably a little jealous or insecure of how The Rock looked going into that because Rock was in like top, top shape. John's always in top shape with it. But that, that was, I just remember that conversation being, and it wasn't like anything like horrible, like really like making fun of or, but it was, it was like talking about the shape that he was in was the car ride. Cause it was like, I don't know if it was like a 12, 15 minute car ride. It wasn't like a little quick five minute ride back to the hotel. So, um, but I never outside of like that at TV, I never saw them in, in a lot of that stuff. You can work people into thinking things are more serious than they are and whatnot. But, uh, I wouldn't be shocked. And I'm just telling you this from things I've learned and on being successful in life and like people, like John is like kind of going and John would said things about him about leaving and doing movies. And John has done the same thing. And then he has gone back and said, he was sorry for the things that he ever said on that. And that, you know, but like John is like, they, they these people, sometimes people will make decisions on their life for things they don't even want to do. And I'm not saying this is what he's doing. I've just seen it where like, he's going to like, Oh, I'm going to go try to have a better career than him doing. You know what I mean? And that's like a real, it's not even like a healthy competitive thing. It's like making life decisions on things that you might not even be really happy about, but to try to like, rather than just doing your own thing, that's like people say, why don't you go do acting this and that? I go, that's never been one of my goals outside of pro wrestling. I want to be an entrepreneur and a business owner. I want to be able to create jobs and help people. And I, like, I have a drive and a passion for different things. And so, and, and I love wrestling and you know what I mean? And I love, and I love weight training and I love like just progressing and bettering myself physically, mentally, any way possible on that. And so I'd stay true and do the things that I love and, and you know what I mean? It can make money doing where sometimes people will make decisions to try to like outdo somebody else and live a life of unhappiness deep down 
because in, where I, I feel I'm at a really good place mentally in my life from everything I've learned and uh, reading a lot of self-improvement books and a lot of successful people and mistakes that they had made in processing that still making my own mistakes and reflection, reflecting and learning on my own mistakes and experience in doing things and, and, and getting to the point that I'm at right now with it. So. <clears throat> hello, hello. Good to see all of you. Hello, hello. Jericho said, if figure skating is in the Olympics, so should wrestling. I'd have to really think about that. As far as uh, so, here's the thing: uh, if pro wrestling was in the Olympics, the matches it would have to be based off just purely bell to bell matches with no entrance, nothing creative. It would simply be two people out there uh, wrestling, and it would have to be the same guidelines for every match. Um, it would have to be, you know, everything is 10 minutes, and anything under, over, anything is penalized. for, for pe There's so many other moving parts, and then, like, where wins and losses don't matter on that, like, where it's just you're simply going to grade and judge the act of pro wrestling in which then now you're dealing with though, what is the point system for selling appropriately for not selling enough? Like you have so many deciding factors, you know, guys like, I don't know. I just think like figure skating is, is very clear out there, even though there's judging on it in that it, it's like, it's like, you know, um, Powerlifting is the same, but like figure skating is, is a good example on his part because it is very subjective on that, on, on, on what somebody likes. But so you would have to, though, make the pro wrestling match just that of a competitive pro wrestling match. But the thing like like figure skating is, is and even if you have a partner, it's two people in the act of, of doing something. It's not two people skating against each other simultaneously trying to mess each other up. Or There's so many other variables for pro wrestling that it, it to me to me it, it's a it's a it's a far stretch to to get for it to ever be in the olympics but i do understand how in just taking it from the physical aspect of you know you're just going to take two talents and you have all the, the people from the world and they however you have you're going to take your best your best three or best five from every country how you would just how you would how you would do that because you have a dance partner and you you would have dance partners you know is it are you then doing scripted matches is it everything on the fly there's just too many variables on that on on and how you're scoring and and how you're you would come to a conclusion of somebody's the best wrestler in the world because in my opinion you can't have because the best wrestlers in the world are the people that make the most money and elicit the loudest crowd reaction because it's physical acting. And that is what the act of it is. 
it's not actually a real it's not ufc it's not it's not boxing it's it's it, in pro wrestling is not you can go and we could all do it it's very easy you can go in there and chain and do all this stuff and do a bunch of different moves and you can execute moves completely perfectly i know a lot of guys that can do a lot of moves and execute them perfectly they can't get over to save their lives they're not working for a major company they're not do they're not able they've never been able to remotely incite an elicit a reaction from the audience so to me it's just i don't i'm not i don't know Pro wrestling is pro wrestling. It's entertainment. It always is. It always was. It always will be. And it is a, the illusion of a of a real fight in in a physical scripted way. But um, I just I just think there's too many variables. And then you know somebody like so say you're known say you're say you're uh, you're known as the best technical uh, wrestler in the world from the United States, and you've got to wrestle somebody uh, from Croatia. That, that got picked into it and they have very little experience. So then the match is really, really bad. And, and, and like, you know what I mean? There's too many variables on how you would determine on who gets to wrestle with who. And it, it just from, if, if you're actually representing the Olympics, I don't know. Not to say it can't be done. I just think to me, it's a far stretch. I am 41 years old. Thank you very much. Or young, however, I look at it as young as I feel better than I ever have. We're going to go ahead and stop the TikTok live stream as well, which they are not showing my channel. TikTok, which we'd usually have thousands of people and 30-something people. This is how bad things have gotten on TikTok, by the way, for those. I appreciate those of you, uh, the watching and F you TikTok and all of you, the the app and, and the the owner and the creators and anyone that works for them, f you with it. Go ahead and ban me, you pieces of shit. <laughs> I'll see you guys going over Ryback TV. It's uh, there's nothing more infuriating than working, and uh, yeah, Jesus, they've really hit the channel hard. That's bad. Um, there's nothing worse than than applying yourself and working hard. And doing the things and you've done to be very successful, and you're just literally not allowed to be seen. It's a horrible thing. Uh, big guy, what's the difference between upside and downside, and what's better for wrestlers? Um, so, like your downside is essentially like if you sign a three-year deal for one and a half million for five hundred thousand a year, that's what you're going to make. That's the minimum you're going to make every year. You'll get paid your weekly, whatever that lump sum is every week with that. Now, the upside, it could be depending on what the percentages are and, and, and what you're getting on your merchandise and, and your, your shirts and action figures or your signed photos and uh, any anything that they make with you. Um, now, you're getting, you're getting a portion of all that. And now saying you're working full time, you're not out injured like the – it's it's better you want to have as high of a downside as possible in the in the event so if you're a talent and you're only on like a hundred thousand dollar or a hundred fifty thousand dollar downside a year with that um they technically don't have to pay you uh, outside of they'd have to look at the language they really don't have to pay you over that like but if you're working full-time and on everything then you will get you'll meet you'll get your weekly pay of whatever that is um on top of the, your, your quarterly royally, uh, royalty checks with that. Um, 
but if so, but again, if you have a higher downside, you're making, so if you're on a million dollar downside a year, you're getting a much bigger check per week for live events than if you're on a hundred thousand dollar downside. Do you see what I, and then the people that are on the lower downsides get used in big spots. And this is why they oftentimes will put newer talent because they're paying them so little in top spots, but they don't stick. And uh, it, it's, they've just found ways to cleverly do things. That's why contracts are really important. And it, it is the most important decision. And I've tried to talk about that enough to, even though you're it, now with other companies, it gives wrestlers more power. Got to be very, and I, I, I know, at least for me, with it, everyone has to go through their own process and learning experience, but you got to be very careful um, what you sign away because it's, and up until there was any competition, they, 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 they took advantage of the wrestlers and they still are. It's just a horrible thing. But um, essentially though, if you're on a $500,000 downside and you're working, you're on everything every year, you're not injured anything. And you know, you could, you could make, you could, you could make a million and a half, 2 million, 3 million. If you have a good enough year and you're used really good and your merchandise is moving, um, but you're not, you weren't guaranteed that you were only guaranteed, you know, 500,000 now say the following year. Um, and I've had this happen with how they, they, they switched and took everything away. They, they dropped me from over the seven figures into back to six figures and cut it in half. And I was actually working more, I was doing more and it was, but they'd cut out some important things into that, into that monetary amount for me. And I, even, even though I still out earned my downside, the following year or two after that, I, I, it was, and it had like the dates and had worked more dates and it was crazy on it, but I wasn't getting the, the revenue from the other things that would be, would have contributed to the upside. Hello. Hello. Good to see all of you. I don't think Santino said that me and Santino uh, get along really well. Santino's awesome. So that we talk and follow each other on social. He's done my show. And uh, I think you should maybe catch up with the facts a little bit before you try to make a, a wild comment like that. Yeah, I would have to hear how Chris, what he said. I, I'd have no doubt that he probably, I would have to listen to it. I'm only going by what little piece you said on that. Like, I have no doubt that, he probably made a really, really fair point for it. Oh, yeah. If I think the questions are redundant, now wait till I get my social media fixed. Brother, it's going to be such a game changer. You'll see it right away. Like the amount of it, it's just going to be night and day. You'll go from this to having thousands in here on it and things growing at, at just it a really, really fast rate, which I've already seen happening when they're not doing it to me. I might even, I got to see if I can, if I could swing down to LA tomorrow to Culver city, I might go tomorrow to go to, straight to TikTok tomorrow. This is, I'm, I'm really furious with what all of it, YouTube, I've got cases you guys every day and they won't, they won't answer the specific questions because I think they're afraid of legally, if they give me the information that they don't actually have and they make it up. And that if I do proceed to take this to court, like they're going to be royally, royally effed. It is, but it's a real thing. I, let the, the 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 letter I have from WWE wanting my social media in 2016 is enough intent to open an investigation with with this stuff. I don't know if these people realize this. Like it's just a matter of the time and energy and the money to go after it. But it's I have enough information to know that like I know what's going on. 
It's just a matter of, of now. I want. I, w- I would like to, this to get resolved peacefully. But these companies, like they, they owe me. These companies owe me a lot of money, by the way, with everything. This, and this isn't made up. Like they, they know what they're doing with it. So it's it's a very frustrating thing. But but you'll see the difference when when it is off. A lot of people die. I wouldn't be one of the most followed social pro wrestlers on social media with it. It nothing adds up if you look at it. Go look at how bad Twitter is right now. You don't like just have a following and, and and build it for years. And then all of a sudden it's just like completely disconnected from people on social media have more followers than people on TV. I just had the benefit of being on TV and was growing rapidly from everything I was doing on social media with it and people. And it's in that they have found a way to prevent that from me right now. And they don't want me getting any sponsorship deals. They don't want anything. And this is why they've been doing this on from the from 2016. And then every new platform I made, they've cut off at some point in time. But we'll just have to, you can't give up. It's not even, it's not Vince has, having engineers. They're partners with all these companies. You see how the world works, that you're dealing with billionaire elites. They have partnerships with every company. You've seen what these companies have done on only the political end. Right. You've seen what the, all the stuff that's gone on from politics with this. And they do this with their business partners. And I was saying this all the way back in 2017 when I realized it or 18, once I realized what was going on. So it's uh, it's not good. Tyler, thank you for the super chat. Ryback, you have to face Lesnar, Cena and Reigns in a tag match. Which two superstars are picking to help you win the match? So I've got to go. It's, it's Ryback versus Lesnar, Cena, and Reigns. Three of the most uh, well-booked superstars uh, in, in the modern era. It's very interesting. Well, if I was going on, on wins and losses, Orange Cassidy has a pretty impressive wins and loss AEW right now. But uh, for this particular matchup, hmm. Ryb- Lesnar, Cena, Reigns, Ryback. I might have to just go. I might have to go Ryback, Ryback, Lashley, Batista, Tyler, because I know what you're looking for in this match too. And I think that that the, the size and physiques uh, that we bring to the table with me, Lashley, and uh and batista i think that you're gonna have us go be victorious tyler if you're promoting that if you're the promoter i absolutely i i've thought about that and i could see w so by the way wwe and they worked with i think arby's it was one of the food companies. Have you seen like the food videos people do? They were trying to get me to do a food video and they wanted me to do the feed me more at TV. They wanted, and I literally go, wait a second. I go, what, what, what am I being paid for this? And I had already had my trademark for feed me more. And like, so, so like nobody even like they, they completely froze when I just literally asked what any normal sane person would ask when about to do business with this huge, huge fast food conglomerate that, that, yeah, is there a contract? What are what are what is what am I being paid for the video? How how long is this going to be going on? They they had they they literally go let us get back to you. 
they panic. They because most of the talent are so just happy to just just let people take advantage of them and and just to like not make money and and let these people make money off of your brand and likeness and things on that. And it's like it's I'm telling you, it's wild. But they wanted me to do it was one of the fast food places and do a thing with Feed Me More. It might have been Sonic with this stuff because there was a period when I was there. And I remember I asked, and then they never asked me again because they realized that they had all the other talents that would do it for free. And I don't know if they started paying people, but they weren't going to. Or if it was, it wasn't going to be. It would have been like probably like a $500 or $1,000 little thing in my check for it, like where, which would have counted against my downside. Like, no, 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 no. But you see, this is where like things, this is what normal people with athletic backgrounds and common sense and, and, and that have gone to college that, that aren't fucking idiots look and just go, yeah, but I would, I would more than love. I hope to God I get a Ruffles deal. I could see the chip video with me, with Feed Me More, I, fast food, 1,000%. It should be able to happen now with the following I got. But because if they keep everything down, that hurts sponsorship deals on everything. There's a method to the madness on all of this. So that's why I said, go look at my last feeding time video at Arby's. It's at four and a half thousand views from their garlic steakhouse ribeye. It's, 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 that's worse than any vegan video I ever did. I've never had that few of views. It's because I've done all these other videos and they're trying to keep, they won't let my views go over a certain point. And they're trying to, they, anything that will go viral, they've prevented from going viral. And it is, it is meant to keep me in purgatory despite the subscribers keep going up because people see the channel. Oh, Ryback. I like him. I like his content. I follow him. And then, but they don't get notified that I'm, I'm creating at the level that it should be. So we can talk about it till I'm blue in the face. Hello. Hello. Super chat. The best, Noel. Thank you. Bro, can you uh, tell on how a match is planned? Yeah, it's just talked about prior. Back in whoever you're working with. Once you get the the creative or what the, depending on on how much they want to be involved. If it's a pay-per-view and they want a specific finish. And they like to know, the producers like to know for like TV and for pay-per-views, they like to know a little bit more how the match is going to be planned. Almost all of it uh, for camera shots uh, more often than not. And so that they can go back because their jobs are on the line. With that. Well, At least it used to be more in detail with Vince. Um, so that way, if you did something that was not written down on the thing, they could then go, I don't know, that's not what he told me. They kind of could, could protect themselves. Um, live events and stuff though, or just the finish. Yep. Go out, give me 12 minutes, right back over 12 minutes. So-and-so over clean finish, or they'll say via roll up or like, let's not, not a finish with me. Let's get a DQ. And then you think of that and right. So it, there's levels to how involved they are, but then it's just you knowing what you know and who you work with and putting together a match and knowing how long, if you've got eight minutes, 12 minutes, 20 minutes, you're laying it out in essentially three stages of a, a baby face shine, a cutoff spot where the, the, the heel, the bad guy is, has the up and takes advantage. And that that's called your heat for that. And in the heat, you'll have some hope spots. And oftentimes in the heat, you don't have to plan a lot of that out, but you can have a couple hope spots by you might call out or get things or different spots, you know, to create a little excitement in that lengthier portion of the match. 
And then depending on how long you got, you've got your, your go home, which is typically the good guy coming back in some regard. Uh, then you have near falls and back and forth or how you're going to do pinfalls to try to get the crowd, your, your, your false finishes and things. You, you never, you want to be as spontaneous and creative and depending on if you have a match and you know that you've got 30 minutes and you're able to put, you know, 10 minutes of near falls in there towards the end and space that out and make it really intriguing. Great. If you've got 12 minutes or eight minutes, you're not going to have a, a match typically of, of with a lot of near falls and it's going to be a pretty quick go home and, it's just, you know, there's, it's anything, but it's up to the, what they kind of outline and, and how you work and your style and your character. And there's a lot that goes into it. So it's just secondhand. You just, it's very easy now. And, but you know, before I got into it, it would have been like, whoa, but once you have done it and, and it's, it's a very, it's just like, it's just inside of you forever with it. And once you understand wrestling and you don't have to always do everything the exact same way, some matches it's, some matches, it's just you, the, the heel just taking advantage of, a, of the, the baby face, maybe attacking them from behind, and it's just a long beat down, and, and then, then the, the big comeback, and, and you go right home. Or you could do main event matches like that and start off in heat and, and, and then have a, a small comeback and then and maybe a couple near falls, but then another longer heat. And then, then, then a lot of near falls. Like There's so many different ways you can put your own creative touch uh, uh, that they will allow you with in who you're working you know, you know you don't want to like ever you don't want to be you know the opening match and, and doing a bunch of crazy and i say crazy things of like things that like uh the way the match is designed that that you know that the main event would be better suited to do so that comes to like knowing and this is all part of having good psychology is knowing where you're working at on the card on like a live event or something and try to build that show up from the beginning to the end. And you know that like, if you're like, if you're like intermittent, the match at intermission and it's, it's a serious match and you have a little bit of time, you're kind of giving them a main event for that first intermission, but you don't want to go all the way that, that you don't want to do as many things or as long as what the main event is probably going to do. You want it to be that the buildup of that first half of the show. And then you go back, you come back, there's a 15, 20, 25 minute intermission. And then the show builds up again to that main event with it, with everything. And oftentimes, sometimes like that first match after intermission, the crowd can be really flat at times. It's a tough spot to be in with that. And sometimes they put like a comedy match there because they know comedy will get laughs rather than trying to do a serious wrestling with people. Um, and, and I don't know what the, I don't know exactly why, what the reasoning of, but it, it, I've noticed it more than enough to know that that spot after intermission could be, could be a tough spot um, and always welcome it, but it, it, it could be a tougher reaction at times, depending on, on, on everything. Um, but yeah, there's, that's kind of what goes into it. Just it, it, talking to people. And, and then there's, as you work with where it's like, you know what the, each other does and you're like, you, you can call a match really quickly because you're not planning out everything and you know what you're going to do. And you could talk in there still a bit and, Right. So. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Ryback show. Dante says your gimmick was authentic, felt real, looked invincible. Not even because you're a big guy, just how you moved around the ring. Truly hate that things didn't last, but it's God's plan made you who you are. Thank you very much. Story's not over. And I've, it's all believing in, in that's, 
that's why I always tell people though, this stuff, the stuff that I used for, it was a lot of wrestlers never discover who they are. And especially in wrestling, it was, and it's the process of learning who you are as a human. And that was my self-development and all this stuff that I'd realized from when I got fired when I was younger and, and found this stuff of like the secret and the positive thinking and the stuff that I used to be before becoming an adult in the world and the negativity kind of got the better of me for a short period in my first kind of year in wrestling and having a negative kind of a lot of negative feedback and, and that and that negativity got filled in my head and it literally got shell shocked out of there and then and then rediscovering who I was and in all of that the from from the big guy to Ryback to feed me more was all stuff that I came up with and created that had a very significant turning point in my life of my mindset with it. And then everything that happened with like my ankle injury and the company. And I was furious at WWE with all this, when they tried to fire me again, when I was injured and they, instead of helping me and like, just try to throw me in the trash can. And I had all this nerve damage from all this stuff from a bad doctor and it, it's, everything is, you know, but, but like, so I had a huge chip on my shoulder. I had real anger, real anger. And, and the people that know, know. And that's why in that, that I was too nice before. I was too nice. I never would have made it if I didn't have that stuff happen because I would have been too nice. I wouldn't have had the mindset to, to know. And like, uh, like, and, and, and I wouldn't have known, like, I was just, they, I, I just, I, I, it, it all fully clicked for me on every level. And it's the easiest thing in the world. This is why I'm so confident in it now because it's so easy once it clicks at that. But like, it's, you, you want that, like, that's the best compliment you could ever get. And it's physical acting, but it's me turned up in the sense of like it, how you see me things. And I think if you watch your show and like different things, when I, I, it's how I act and I'm able to incorporate that into what, whatever the character is in the direction. So there's no greater compliment than that. And I thank you for that, but the story is not over. And I think we're, and I don't think I know the best is yet to come. We talk about the Cena Austin theory. I got a clip on all of that here on Ryback TV. Check that out. That clip will give you the answers. Uh, Cisco Rodilla says, did you see Wardlow lose his TNT title three days after winning it back? AEW is dropping the ball. So go back and watch the beginning of the show. I talk about that, the that storyline and everything going on with that. Thank you for saying my rivalry. Uh, with Cena was great. Which match with him did you like think was the best? I enjoyed all of it. I learned a lot and uh I always speak highly of John in the ring. And uh I I think both the pay-per-view matches for the championship were were fantastic. I thought the three, three stages of hell and the last man standing, the last man standing first and the three stages of hell, you know. I've uh, I've been very blessed to, uh, and I think too it, it plays a part. You know, even though the booking and creative, it was it was very bad at certain times. It was also good at, at different times. Um, and even you know, I've got in from the, the and I say pinfall victories and in, in the, from the roles that I was playing, but these matter in the eyes of how certain fans view you. I had pinfall victories over all the biggest names in pro wrestling in that my time in WWE. Now, sure, I didn't, you know, I've got a pinfall victory over Cena. I have a pinfall victory over Punk. I have live event victories. Like all the, I was booked, Kane, Big Show, Henry, like all of them. Like, 
pretty successful overall, even though, but I'd lost like big time pay-per-view matchups with that. And with that's where sometimes not capitalizing at the right time, but you got to remember though, even though certain things and I, I, I was booked favorably at other times and, and looked very strong against the all time best Jericho, you know, was that's, it's not everyday stuff, especially at that time with people. So I'm very blessed for, for all of that as well. But I liked all the matches. Those two, both of them, I thought. And we did a lot of live events, table matches. I'll tell you, I think the table matches were the most fun because we were able to plan a bunch of spots around the tables. We did a European tour uh, with that, a lot of dark matches and, and live events in the United States, man. And uh, those table matches were always a great time. Jay says, would you record your workouts and give workout advice? I'm sure that would probably get you your name out there. Same with playing WWE 20, uh, 2K23. Uh, yeah, I did the workout videos for quite a while on here also for a bit. The rebuilding Ryback. Uh, I am going to be doing some more workout videos, though. There's a, I've got uh, some women here that I know, and I'll be redoing the Feed Me More Fitness videos uh, to some degree. Not not all the time or a lot, but uh, especially too. I'm, I'm like I'm really happy with the shape that I'm getting in, and uh, but I, again, it, I, honestly, I'm telling you right now, it won't matter anything. I'm just doing it because it's, it's it ties into some stuff, and but like the channel, I've got to get the issues fixed with the channel. Very serious issue that I'm dealing with right here, and I don't think you guys understand the severity of this. But it's and it's not just the severity of it now; it's because it's gone on for so long, and they've cranked it up even worse. When they cut, when they literally are cutting your revenue off altogether, it's a very like when they go from one section to another to another to another, and like I'm able to find ways, but they keep finding and cutting off the new ways. Like this is a very, very serious thing, and it's like it's not a game. It's we're dealing with like real life, and them like they want me to not have an ability to earn money with anything that I've built up and done. So this is a very I, I'm dealing with this in real life. And I'm seeing this going on and like, it's so I go, the only thing they can't control is me getting my health fully back and getting healthy and getting back to TV. They can't stop me because they don't own all the, but they've tried to put out some bad things to things, but enough of the people know me with this. And, and this has been going on for a while with it. So and this is why I'm like, I'm getting really like, there's probably going to be another letter from the attorney to theirs and just letting them know, like, this is, you have one last chance to do the right thing. Because I am gonna be, I am gonna be a force to be reckoned with, from a, from the verbal standpoint of the route that I go once I'm back. If you think I'm gonna like just get back and forget everything, even if I get this fixed from the social media companies, I will go on every big show, every news station. I will try. I will make it one of my life missions to get as popular as possible to just talk bad and tell the truth about them. So, and I hope whoever buys WWE erases Vince forever. Like this is, and I tell you. And it's a horrible thing to say with everything, but I said it, the world will be better at, at some point, and you know it. And it's I, I I know it for a fact. And the thing that that is not a good human being. And the things in like you do not do this, you do not do this. There's no saying I'm sorry. There's no coming back from this now. And, and now what I know with the other things you're trying to do, there's no coming back from it. So. They're beyond petty. They're beyond petty, and it is it is. That's why I won't tolerate anyone that 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 sides on their side or I'm not going to argue with you. Just block and keep going forward. They can't stop me from getting healthy. 
We just put a video up about uh, working with Paul Heyman. It's in the archives on the Ryback Show clips. You can just scroll down maybe a week ago. Hello, hello. Uh, I'm excited to see what Logan Paul and Seth Rollins uh, do at WrestleMania. I'm very happy that he's he's got a huge presence on social media and everything that he's done and built. He's doing very well uh, from everything, his business endeavors, from all that, at least how it appears with everything. So, and he he clearly he he gives it everything he got he has when he goes out there. So, I think there's a big difference between you know. Like, I don't know where he's at, and I'm just guessing because he's not there and didn't train full time. It, it, he, but he's, he's able to rehearse and knows enough to put together a, a, an entertaining match. Now, he can always get better at, at a lot of the little things and, and things that you just that take time to get good at or you got to really care about to get good at. Uh, we'll have to see if that comes in time. But like athletically, though, he, he's, he's athletically can do any of the things. Good to see all of you. Knock, knock. About to get shell-shocked. Swing, bada, 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 bada. Swing and a miss. Bro, I want to read this question out loud. I don't know what... If you had to pick up an opponent from the Attitude Era for a dream match, who will that be? So I'm going to give you the benefit of it out. Did you? So do you mean to say if I would just pick an opponent from the Attitude Era, or are you asking me if I had the opportunity to lift up like shell shock to pick up anyone from the, like the Attitude Era who would be my dream opponent to pick up? Because if that's the question, I think it's that's a horribly weird way of asking a question. Now, if you're just asking who would I pick from the Attitude Era for a match, then that's a little different. Little guy, take it easy back there. Licking himself loud. Heyman looks like he would sell you a used car and it would break down before you got home. (laughs) Heyman's the type of guy to sell you a Hershey's chocolate bar, but eat half of it and just put something else in its place for the other half. (laughs) That's who Paul is. Uh, actually eat the whole bar and then just put a little piece of styrofoam in there and sell you an empty bar is more like it. Dante, catch up. Just watch the show, brother. I'm I'm done talking about it. Just watch. I've, I've talked about it relentlessly, man. The longer you hang around, you'll probably pick up on it with everything going on. But we just got, you got to stop asking the, the same shit. Baptize, we're going to just put you in timeout. We've talked about that endlessly, man. I think some of you. Hello, hello. Good to see all of you guys. 
I'm not a fan of any of the supplement companies that use artificial sweeteners or colors or the out of shape people that run them. Built up a great business, though, selling people bad things. Good to see you. Hello, hello. I'm looking at question tier, guys. Who, my opinion, who had the scariest entrance? You know, I don't know. You know, I always thought Kane's character, especially when I was uh, growing up watching wrestling, and I. But I, Kane Glenn in 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 play, see no evil. That character, and then WWE when he was kind of doing that on TV, I always thought that came off pretty eerie and creepy. Uh, I always th- I thought the Kane character, and I know that he was used in some comedy stuff, and but the Kane character at multiple times, I think, was easily one of the scariest characters of all time. Ah, okay, yeah, the question was just for a match. Okay, I'm happy to hear that. Pick anyone from the Attitude Era. I don't know if there would just be anyone. There would be a lot of people I would want to wrestle from the Attitude Era. We'll go scrolling through some of your questions here, guys. Hello, hello, hello. The hardest, who are the hardest wrestlers to pick up or who was? Any of the, the larger, bigger people with the more weight are always the hardest over smaller guys because you're dealing with more weight. But I can deadlift any amount of weight up in that position still. But it's, uh, granted, everything is all, all else checks out and healthy and, and whatnot, but it's... uh. It was always, you know, you got to make sure because it's, it's a very awkward lift to begin with. But the big shows, the Henrys, the Canes, the Collies, those were always uh, like really honed in. Outside of that, it was it was very easy. I did not hear about Logan Paul's crypto deal. I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, I don't know, man, I have so many different things of cardio. I love doing the thing I'm really right now. I'd like yesterday I did incline sprints where and research shows 10 to 12. I did 12 sets, but I did six essentially long warm up sets working my way up on speed on the incline. So I started at level four, no level five. I'm sorry, level five. So I, I do the speed five incline five. This is my starting point. Uh, I do 30 seconds. I sprint on an incline of five, level five, 30 seconds, rest 30 seconds, then go to five and a half, five and a half, six, six, six and a half, six and a half, seven, seven and a half. And then on when I get to level eight on an incline of eight, so I'm running, the incline's getting steeper as the treadmill's going faster. Then it turns into 12 second sprints. So I did six warm up sets of 30 seconds with 30 off, and then go into 12 uh, sets 
of 12 seconds where I let level eight, eight and a half, nine, nine and a half, 10. And I stopped at 10 and a half yesterday. So, but I did total 12 sets where I'll do two or three sets at each level at different points as I work the, the level up in the speed. That increases your sprint time drastically doing incline sprints. So I try to mix those in at least once, try to do once a week, if not every once every other week on top of my assault runner sprints with that. And I'm not, cause I'm still not sprinting it. Like on my videos at 18 miles per hour, I'm not sprinting at my max speed yet. Cause I don't, I'm just doing things. I'm trying to increase the intensity level because I haven't done max out sprints in, in a while. So you build up your body, make sure you're stretched out and warmed up. And honestly, it does. I don't need to be doing dead sprints because I'm never going to be dead sprinting in the ring. But I'm just building up my cardio and my tolerance. But I love things like that Stairmaster, whether it's slow, long work or long, high intensity interval training. Burpees, another thing for total body conditioning. Jumping rope is very, very key. I love doing battle ropes and the, the, the heavy mace for my upper body. For upper body conditioning, like I, I try to be as well-rounded as possible on that because it all applies into the ring, total body conditioning. Nope, nothing happened with my match with Mark Henry. On, that was the finish by design, my man. That is called me selling and me doing exactly what they told me to do. And that's all that it is. Hello, hello. Good to see all of you guys. Good to see all of you. Thank you very much. With that, guys, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap up today's show. Uh, I appreciate if you get a chance to listen on audio of the podcast. Just go give it a minute, listen, turn it on. It helps with the audio numbers. Want to keep getting the numbers, get back into the top 10 on that, and uh, which will be a nice free publicity for everything going on with that. And check out my Feed Me More Nutrition, feedmemore.com. We got the buy one, get one free sale on the finish at BCAAs. That's all in the description in the comments here with that, guys. And uh, until next time, my friends, which will be Sunday, we will be back Sunday for another Ryback show. Stay hungry, my friends. Feed me more hey Rybackers don't forget to hit that like button smash that subscribe and shell shock those notifications for the best supplements on the planet with Feed Me More Nutrition and all the latest cool new Ryback merch visit FeedMeMore.com